Greetings. Welcome to another episode of season two, the journey of entrepreneurship on Seven Rims of Ascension podcast. I am your host and multipreneur, Rosetta Greer. And tonight we are interviewing a phenomenal and beautiful soul, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Listen, every person I interview is a phenomenal and beautiful soul. But let me say again, this is the phenomenal and beautiful soul, Miss Tyrena Harris, aka Ty Harris. I'm really excited because she has a story to tell. And her journey of entrepreneurship, I cannot wait for us to hear about it. And I, I want to introduce her. She is an entrepreneur, master loctician, and visionary of Locks of Love. And she is amazing, beautiful soul, beautiful spirit. My daughter's, my only, my only loctician master for my daughter's locks. She's six years old. And another cool little thing, Nefertari is her silhouette of the logo that she has. So I'm really excited about that to just drop that out there. But without further ado, I will let Tyrena further introduce herself. So Tyrena, if you don't mind just introducing yourself, tell us a little bit about you and let's just get started with that. Okay. Hello. 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 Peace, goddess. It is such an honor for you to even have me on here with you. I'm super excited to be here because it's like we're, you know, we're just... We're, we're just talking like we normally do. I, I love it. Yes. Thank you for that lovely introduction that you gave for me. Um, a little bit about me. Um, my name is Tyrena Harris. I do go by Ty Harris. Ty. I am 33 years old. I just recently celebrated a birthday, March the 14th. Um, I wanted everybody to, you know, know a little bit more about me. So I'm just excited to, you know, join this podcast with everyone and, you know, share a little bit of my story with you all. I am a mother of a beautiful five-year-old little girl. That is my world. She's my reason for everything, every step that I take, every breath, every everything that's up, everything that I'm doing in life, it is solely based on her, her future, what she's doing in the now and in the future. So I'm super excited about this whole podcast right now to share with you all. Yes, yes I'm excited to have you and I can't wait to have this conversation and let's get this thing going. So my first question to get us started tonight, we're talking, we're focused on the journey of entrepreneurship this season on Seven Rims of Ascension podcast. So my first question for you is, when did you know that entrepreneurship was for you? When did you know? So... I felt that entrepreneur was for me. I've always had a mind to be my own boss. Um, it's something that I always wanted to do. I'm talented in so many different things that I know how to do. And it's really crazy how it really just fell on my mind. When I knew it was actually for me about three years ago, actually, no, when the pandemic first hit. So what was it, 2020? Yes, two years, two years. <laughs> two years. Okay, so two years. Okay, two years ago when the pandemic first hit. I took a trip with some with some of my closest girlfriends and went to California and it was my first time visiting California and it was a breath of fresh air. It was just it gave me so much time to think and, you know, be able to just set my mind on what exactly is it that Tyrena wants to do? What do mm -hmm. I want to do? And 
I've been doing hair for quite a while um, as far as locks and everything. And I'm, I know that that was my happy place. You know how you work, you if say, for instance, if you work in a job or something like that, you know when you found a job that, oh, my God, I love this job. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I can retire from this job. Well, mm-hmm. I never feel about any job. So I'm like, well, let's spin the block real quick. <laughs> let's spin the block real quick and and see, you know, what I can do with, you know, doing hair. Each person that I met, I, you know, connected to. Well, I won't say each person because, you know, I pick and choose, you know, the people who I service. You know, I like mm-hmm. to, you know, protect my energy at all times, you know. So I do pick and choose and, and that's perfectly okay when you're in the entrepreneurship world. But I came back from California after a four days and I set out a plan. I wrote in my journal. I got into my planner and I just started. I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, let's go ahead and get started. And mm. it's crazy how within from March to in the middle of a pandemic, let me say this, I protected, used all of my protection that I needed to have to make sure I was safe because mind you I was at home you know mm-hmm. and my house doing hair that's me and my daughter's safe haven but I had to start somewhere but I knew it was only going to be temporary I went ahead and you know I started accepting clients I started promoting my work on Facebook I didn't hire a marketer or anything like that but I solely did own promotion and I was consistent in it. I just knew each time I needed to get more people, the following grew drastically. My following mm-hmm. for hair grew drastically. My clientele increased, like increased to the point where I was I went from maybe having two clients a day out of a five day out of a five day work week, maybe having two clients every day or maybe every other day to having three clients every day. I was doing here having three clients to I'm like, wow, this is really increasing and I'm letting strangers into my home. And I, you know, I, I would I would pray, I would sage and, you know, make sure, you know, that I was cleansing my space after each time, you know, I was letting people out after the day and everything, you know, to make sure I was just protecting me and my daughter's peace because this is what mama gotta do right now. This is what I gotta do because I have a vision that I can do so much more. I knew I could do so much more. I wanted so much more. So I was like Kanye on college dropout. Like I got to get it. I was hungry and I wanted yes. it. So I went ahead and got certified, went ahead and got my lactation certification, um, got my hair braiders license to make sure I had that also. And little do you know, after so from March and then August, August the 2nd was my first day that I got into my own salon suite, that was so huge to me. Yes. I was so proud. I was so proud of myself. Like, I had never worked in the salon, never worked in anybody's shop. And honestly, I never wanted to. I wanted to be able to create my own aura. I wanted to be mm-hmm. able to create my own space, give off my own energy. Not that anything is wrong with working in a salon because everybody has to start somewhere. But 
I, I felt like, hey, if, if I'm going to make the rules, I can make and break my own rules, you know. So I wanted to be able to have each of my clients come into a space where it was secluded for them. They can trust me. Dealing with people with, that have locks, you know, with hair anyways, you know, you would deal with different people that have may have, you know, scab issues like alopecia, hair thinning, different places, you know, and stuff like that. So I remember going into certain salons and, you know, I know some women will be you know afraid to maybe you know remove their cap or remove <laughs> because dealing with the embarrassment of hair issues not wanting anyone to see it so I was like I want every person that you know comes across my path to feel safe with me I'm gonna love on you I'm gonna give you information I'm gonna you know tell you how beautiful you are you know because it's not likely that women always hear that. Even my men, even guys, you know, maybe they don't hear this often. You look so handsome after they get their hair done. Oh my goodness. Like I'm buttering everybody up because <laughs> it, may be, it may be the first time, but I don't want it to be the last time, especially when they step into my space. So doing that, I have been um, two years in that I have been doing this. March of this year would have made two years that I have been fully just maintaining locks and natural hair and loving on my people, getting to know my clients, getting to know my clientele base and networking with other entrepreneurs that I can learn from, grow from. And it's just something to see, you know, when you see your dream that you wrote out, that mm. you wrote out, what Erica Badu say, write down. You, know, you hear me like you got to write it down. So being able to see how, I wrote something down on paper after a trip I took with, you know, one of my closest friends. Being able to do that and see my vision that I wrote on paper come to life and I'm doing it and I'm only growing. I'm not even at my I'm not even at my peak right now. But to mm. see what I done up under my peak, um it's 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 amazing. I congratulate myself. I reward myself. I I talk that shit to myself. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm I'm my own biggest fan. You know, I have a lot of amazing supporters and people. Some people I never even met, but to know other people in other cities are supporting me who I haven't met. That really does something to me, and it makes me just want to go even more harder. You know, mm. that's what made me start. That's that's what made me want to get on my journey to entrepreneurship. Yes, yes, that was so amazing. Just so many details, so much information. And listeners, I'm really speaking that y'all are really tuning in because this conversation that we're having right now, everything that Ty just shared with us is so important. And it's an important piece of it. What you've heard is how she got involved and how she really employed herself to go and to go further and you're still going further and you're still going there. I love how you said, you know, even though you haven't quite reached your peak yet, it still feels so good in the space that you're in. And congratulations on two years of self-sustaining through entrepreneurship and being a master loctician. Like when I tell you all, if you are in Chattanooga, Tennessee, nearby, you need to make sure you book with her. And and I have a question, another question, and, and it kind of goes with what we were talking about as far as like, we were talking about this pre-show, mm-hmm. but the, this word fear 
is a big deal in entrepreneurship. It's a big deal. Everybody looks at it differently. And some people are not affected by it as much. But I want to know what's your perspective on fear and how has that played a part in your entrepreneurship journey? Okay, that's a great question. So when it comes to the word fear, honestly, you got to have tunnel vision with it. You got to, you have to block out the who's not doing, what's not working, and replace it with the what's what's doing and who's doing. You have to put that into perspective because, you know, I hear a lot of times people say, you can't think about who's not supporting you. Worry about the people who who, who is supporting you. And I agree 100% about that. If you worry about who's not supporting you, you, won't, you will lose time and lose focus on the people who are supporting you. You know, if you worried about who's not supporting you, if you're going to be worried about the people who's not supporting you, learn from it. Take something from it. And what I could say, take from it, what I personally did, I took from, okay, well, those people are not supporting me. So let me go ahead and find my target audience and what I'm doing. Let me find the people who are supporting me. What do they like? I love feedback so much. I love it. Even I want the raw feedback. I don't Mm. get it though. So that lets me know I'm doing something right, but that's what I want. I know what I can, if I know what you all, if I know what my people are telling me that I'm doing right, I'm like, well, dang, I can't correct anything wrong. And one of my clients told me, Ty, don't look for anything wrong. What if you're doing everything right? If you're doing everything right, you can't be afraid. I mean, you can't worry about, you know, what you're doing wrong. So when I hear the word fear, I block it out. When I get the Mm. feeling fear, I block it out. Like I block out anything that's not going to be conducive to my business. That's not going to be conducive to my well-being. That's not going to be conducive to what I'm pouring into my people that are sitting in my chair. Because once you're in my chair, I know you are mine. You are mine. Mm. And I, I, I really feel confident in saying that each person that has come to me the first time, they've been back a second and a third time and four, mm-hmm. four <laughs> I haven't had to worry about that. And I will say, um, I will say this also was speaking about fear. It's okay to pick and choose, you know, who you service. So with me saying I haven't lost anybody, if someone hasn't, you know, returned back to me, it hasn't been because of it hasn't been because of something I didn't deliver. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you have to block out you know when you meet people sometimes you have to block out I I don't want to use the word negative sometimes they may not be the client for you they may have not been the client for you you know and that's okay it's okay maybe it's just something that didn't sit well with me you know you have to be okay with doing it and sometimes that's scary because word of mouth is word of mouth travels really fast you have to worry about what they're going to tell other people but the best the best type of the best type of experience you can have is finding out for yourself that's with knowing people getting to know people you know find out for yourself that's the only thing that you can do find out for yourself so you got to get to know time for yourself and i have to not fear you know being let go of or letting go of people so you know the best thing you can do is that's a beautiful perspective and especially in your industry, I can only imagine how many other women and men who are locticians or hairstylists in general, especially if they're in their own salons, their own suites, 
And I could just only imagine that. So y'all, y'all heard that. Don't be afraid of losing or gaining. Just be you. And and I think that's what you just said best. Be like you. You get to know Ty. And that's all that's gonna matter, right? Right. <laughs> right, right. That's all you can do. You gotta block block all of that out and just focus on everything that's up. If it's up, I love that. that. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, and you know, it's it's interesting because that, that fear can be very scary for some people, you know, and, and, and some people are not affected by it. Like you said, when you hear the word fear, or if you feel that fear, you immediately block it and shift it by accepting what is and then moving forward and, and recreating a new perspective on it. And I want to encourage any of those who are listening right now. First of all, thank you for tuning in. And as you continue to do the entrepreneurship journey or just the journey in your life in general, we have to be okay with showing up as ourselves and not getting caught up in the receiving or the giving. Just show up, right? So thank you for saying that, Ty, because that needed to be said. So kudos. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So let's go on to the next question. So we talked about this pre-show and I keep saying pre-show, ladies and gentlemen, because I always have a conversation with those who are going to be guest speakers on this podcast because we want to get the feel of things. But on pre-show, Ty, you mentioned about, you know, you're still working. And my question is, what did it feel like when you took the big leap? And I know you haven't fully transition into entrepreneurship, but I want you to share with the listeners, what is this journey like working a full-time job and preparing your life for the big leap so you can be fully invested in your entrepreneurship journey? What is this like for you right now? (laughs) Working in corporate America and still building your own career. It's not for the week. It's not for the week. It's not for the week. Especially working a full-time job, being a mom, being someone's significant other, being a friend, being a sister, brother. You hold so many titles while steady trying to work on your own little baby. Like you got your own outside of a baby that you birth, you know, physically. You have your own little baby that you're working on that you're trying to make enormous. So it's not for the week. I've had my days where I've been on my job five years um, and some months. And I I love the company that I work for. And they're extremely supportive of my entrepreneurship. They're, they're extremely supportive of my entrepreneurship as long as it's not on their time, which that's, 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 you know, that's right. I understand. My employees, they have came to me and things like that. They have come my clients. And, you know, I, I love it also. However, I will say that having a corporate America, having a, having a job in corporate America is definitely something that I encourage each person to do because, when you're running a business, you're going to lose money. You're going to spend so much money by pouring into your own business that you got to have some backup. You got to have some money. You got to be able to let that 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 nine to five job fund your business until your until your business 
is making double of what you were making on your corporate America job. You mm. know, um, I actually I won't even say double; it's making triple. So until I get lots of love where I needed to be, I will continue to work in corporate America because not only do I need that job, I need that job not financially. However, I need that job because that company has taught me so much with how to deal with you know, clients that may be up under pressure, how to, you know, talk to people in a more, you know, professional way, but also putting in my own little twist on it. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, it's taught me so much um, how to come overcome obstacles, how to overcome, um, how to, how to just, over, how to handle things. That's, they've taught me so much with it. I've learned when it comes on the business aspect side, how to, you know, manage my own finances also, you know, so I kind of take it basically build from both. I learn from both. I build from both. And I know that in order to get my business the way I want it to be, it, I, I honestly feel like it'll never be my locks of love won't, won't ever be the way I want it to be until there's a locks of love shop. Everywhere. Mm. And I have people in those shops working for me, working under locks of love. So that's that's speak one of the it. things. Yeah, you got to think it, baby. I'm going to speak it. I'm a, you got to <laughs> speak it. Write it down. Speak it. You got to do it. And so it would never be. So that's how far my, my goal, my dream has went towards that. But, you know, you got to keep it. You know, your, your dream can only be as big as a mustard seed. And you got to uh, watch it expand, watch it bloom, watch it grow and watch it do exactly what you want it to do. So, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, I'm able to still be in corporate America and also, you know, still build my business. I, I cry some days because it's not easy. It's I'm exhausted. I, you know, they tell you don't don't ever bring your issues into the workplace. Leave it outside. So it's some days where I make sure I, I still may be bothered by some by something that happened at work with a customer or something. But as soon as I see my sign on my door, maybe as soon as I see my locks of love logo, I'm not at work no more. I'm not at work because I'm doing something I love. And that goes mm -hmm. that goes to saying you will never work. You will never work a day in your life when you're doing something that you love. And when I see my sign on my door, when I'm walking in those doors, I ain't at work. I'm 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 doing what I do. I'm in my zone. I'm in my I'm in my I'm in my zone. Um I'm here to serve and I'm here to be served, you know. So not only is it a gift for me to be able to do something for a client, but I leave feeling field also like it's an experience with each person you know I learn from my customers um I have the deep some of the deepest conversations go on in those red walls some of the yes. deepest and it wouldn't be possible that my business my shop would not be possible if it was not from my corporate America job being able to help me fund my dream so yeah Ladies and gentlemen, let's say a lot of for the people in the back. You've heard it here first. I think it's so important to honor that because most of us start that way, you know, and to have this conversation with you and to know where it started, to see where you are today and to even hear your strategy for where you're wanting to go. You're already taking a leap inside your mind. Now it's just coming full circle in manifestation. So it's beautiful because a lot of people, especially those who are listening right now, 
a lot of people don't know how important it is to have your own stream of support if you don't already have that from like generational wealth, right? And in my background, I didn't have generational wealth. So I I too, I used the the corporate job I was working in to, to sustain myself. And I remember walking away with $10,000 and I had six months to make my best move, right? And, and I remember when I walked away with the 10,000, I said, this is going to be gone so fast. I was so scared, but I think it, it's important because I wouldn't have those $10,000 had I not stayed and, and made that money and saved that money to be able to let go and to invest in the visions and dreams that I had. So y'all, it, it everybody's path is different, but just like Ty said, sometimes having that support is very important towards your journey. And I love where you're going with it, Ty. I love that you understand what's needed because more than anything, it does require a lot of money to, to, to start your visions. Most of it does, you know, and if not money, your time. And, and both of those things go hand in hand. So if you're working a job and you're wanting to be an entrepreneur, it's okay to find room and space to create the life that you love. And that's what Ty is doing. And, and we appreciate you for sharing that part of you and that part of your story because so many people needed to hear that. It's okay to work your jobs, to fund and fuel your visions and your dreams until you no longer need the job. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I feel like we should drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so let's Let's go on. To, this actually goes into the next question that I have for you. I have a couple more questions. Okay. And this question, it goes with what you were just talking about, except mm -hmm. we didn't say the word, but you put mm -hmm. all the energy there. Passion. Tell us about the passion and the purpose you were speaking on when you walk in the, and, and see your sign and your logo on your door at your suite that you're like, this is not work. So can you tell us about passion and purpose as it relates to your journey of entrepreneurship? My passion for my business is it's pure euphoria. Like it's, mm. it gives me a natural high seeing something that I started from my little small living room to being in a building where I'm in a building with other hairstylists. We're not working together. But we have some of the greatest conversations where I learn from each of them because some of these some of these hairstylists have been in the game for 25 and 30 years. Mm. And I've learned so much from them. And seeing from where I'm starting to where they're I don't I don't ever compare myself to anyone. However, I do have people that I admire. I, I have people that I admire the platform that they're on when it comes to the line of business that I'm in. So seeing the drive that I have behind lots of love just makes me want to, you know, go high speed. It makes me mm. want to go high speed. You know, you can hear somebody smiling while they're talking. I'm smiling <laughs> while I'm talking about <laughs> yes. I'm talking about this because I, I created something for the people, not only for the people, but I created something for me. Like the love that I have behind my brand is, it's in it. It's in the name, lots of love. The love I have behind my brand, it shows with each person. It shows with 
everything nice that I don't go to sleep from coming from up for coming up with ideas, looking at tutorials, listening to podcasts, reading books about, you know, not being broke or having this amount of money about anything, you know, it fuels me. And I know those long nights, it's meaning something. Seeing those long nights being actually worth something that I'm putting my time, my money, my money, my energy, my love, my tears, my sweat, all everything into, Mm. I'm putting everything into something that I love. So, you know, Sometimes, you know, even though I do this, it's a service. So, you know, I'm being financially blessed with by my clients to give me the funds to to render a service to them. It goes beyond a dollar amount. It goes beyond a dollar amount for anything that I do for the for the for the drive that I have for my company. I get so excited when I do something like anything, when I purchase, like if I'm at, if I have to go to one of the stores to make a purchase for some products or, you know, for some, for some <laughs> hair tools or something, I'm excited because I'm like, I'm spending my business money. To, yeah. <laughs> I'm spending my business money. I'm, I'm utilizing some business credit from this idea. It's a drive because I'm like, I sit and look at the first I and come to think of I was at home when I was at home doing hair. Like I don't want to say I was selling my out I, I wasn't selling myself short because I had to get my name out there. I had mm-hmm. to set the, I had to set the bar. I had to set the standard for what I was doing. I was only charging fifty dollars for shampooing somebody's hair at home and retwisting no matter how many locks they had, no matter the service, if it was a style included, whatever, how many hours I spent with them. I'm charging fifty dollars. I was charging fifty dollars at the time, and it ain't fifty dollars no more. <laughs> Just listen, listen. I'm telling you, I, I'm notorious about increasing your prices because the first you example I always give Girl. is McDonald's. McDonald's used to be twenty nine cent, yeah. and if for, for worse meat and worse quality, no, no shame to McDonald's. Don't come for me on this. But you know, it's now three dollars, you know. So, yes. so even things that lack quality have increased their price. So we definitely should increase the prices of those we things that should. have quality. And it should be okay. Let me say this also. Another thing that drives me back in this is March. So back in September, I did a pretty extensive price increase on my services mm-hmm. this goes back to that conversation of fear now that I'm thinking about it I f- that was the first time I could say I feared losing people like losing clientele I was like okay well I know once I do this you know this is a lucrative service that I'm providing to people and it's an experience also. So I did a, you know, a substantial amount of an increase on my services and to say, I ain't, I ain't had nobody complain when I sent that out. And when they were still booking and still tipping me, I was like, look at God. Like I pray for these type of moments where Okay, I understand this may happen, but let me not even worry about that. Let me worry about 
who stayed, who was like, okay, you good. That's fine. I love your work. Girl, you good. I ain't worried about that. How much I owe you? (laughs) How much is my service? Like what I owe you at the end of me delivering something to them to know that my price increase didn't change how they felt about my service, how they felt about their experience with me. It said so much more to me and it made me want to pour even more, come up with even more things, you know, increase the level of service that I rendered to each person. Like mm. I, that, that was such an amazing moment to me to know that even after I sent out my email or, you know, share via social media that, you know, on this day in September, there will be a price increase for the services. And I see some people still booking, like, I'm like, well, I wonder if they see my message. You know, so <laughs> it was like, and then when we got there, you know, when they come to their appointments, I'm like, well, okay, well, how much do I owe you? And I let them know, oh, okay, cool. And they still tipping me 20, 25, 30, 40 dollars. After I done already increased my price, it lets me know, Tyrena. You're doing the right thing. Don't be so hard on yourself. We can be That's our right. biggest critic when it comes to anything. It don't matter what it is. We are our own biggest critic. You know, so when you're doing something right, when you pour into people, they're going to pour right back into you. So that's where I'm at with that. That's yes. my why I do what I do. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds so purposeful. It sounds so so raw and so authentic and and i've i've had the pleasure to see you know my daughter come into your space and and i'm very i said this before i said all the time just like you ty i'm very extreme about who i you know you know me personally so i'm extreme about my energy i'm extreme about who touched my children and just all those type of things and i've seen the level of magic and love you know, and, and, and it makes you want to tip. Like when you was telling me your price, I was like, you sure? You know, because, yeah. you know, you and, 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 I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm notorious about really showing people the value that they give and you right. give a lot of value, you know? So I just want to continue to encourage you to always know that your prices can get up there to like Prada, Gucci, Armani, <laughs> all of those things, honey. And you still will have someone sitting in that chair because you have that energy and, and any of those individuals who are listening who want that experience beyond just a nice and beautiful hairdo a nice and beautiful you know healthy combination of what you provide in your shop towards the hair it's so much more dealing with Ty and and I'm a personal witness to that and I'm I'm pretty sure you all can feel her energy through this interview and she's she's phenomenal so I really appreciate you having this you know Big crazy, you, I call entrepreneurs crazy. We're crazy. We this are. big crazy idea to, yeah. to live your best life doing what you love. I kudos to you for real. Thank you, thank you so much. So, my last question before we close out, I want to ask you we talked about so much tonight and it's been so fulfilling. And I just want to know, I have so it's like a two part question. Okay, part one of it is, What could you tell us listening? to empower us about the entrepreneurship journey. So this is for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, who wants to do, you know, maybe a hobby of entrepreneurship or people who want to take the big leap. What could you tell us to empower us on our entrepreneurship journey? Just do it. Just do Mm. it. 
block out anything that's stopping you from doing it. Matter of fact, get a piece of paper and write down all the reasons why you have to do it. Then write down mm-hmm. all the reasons why you don't have don't, don't you don't have a passion or a reason to do it. See which one outweighs, and I guarantee you, your passion for why you should do it will outweigh that what's stopping you from moving forward. You gotta go. You gotta forget everything. You gotta pretend you're on that road by yourself and just go straight forward. Put it in full speed. Press it to the metal. Push it to the limit and go. Just do it. I was I was in a car with you. I just feel like we was we was in a car and we were going fast, four hundred and twenty miles per hour through the tunnel. Like that's that energy. Push it to the limit and go and don't stop. Yes, ma'am. Part two of this question is: if if tomorrow didn't come, what would you want to leave here on this earth? What imprint do you want to leave behind? If, if we didn't see tomorrow, what would, what do you want people to say about Ty and her journey with locks of love and everything you bring to the table and just your whole being? To inspire. Mm. I was sitting here to inspire, to, to motivate, to push. I'm going to push you. Even when I sit and listen to other people of what they want to do, I'm a brainstorm with you. I'm a listen to your ideas and try to, you know, milk those, milk more ideas out of you to just, you know, be you. And I would love to leave the imprint that I inspire and that I motivated. You know, if somebody, you know, no matter how many people are not watching you, somebody is always watching you. Um, and, you know, and if and, and if they need a if I'm a testimony, I'm a walking testimony itself. It's so much more that I wish I could have shared on this interview with everyone. But I'm I'm pretty sure that, you know, if if you've come to visit me that, you know, I've I've told you about certain things that I've went through that I experienced while, you know, working and trying to start a business, you know, but the one thing that sticks with each person is that I didn't quit. So if I want to leave footprints, it's going to be definitely that I inspire, I motivate it, and I did not quit. Yes, ma'am. And there you have it. She did not quit, and neither should you. And listen, y'all make sure y'all stay connected with Ty and find out how you can get connected to her and and, and follow her journey. Even if you don't have locks or you don't have the natural hair process, you still can follow and support her. So Ty, could you please share all of your social media sites or any public sites you want the audience to know? Please share it with us so we can find you and connect. Okay, you can find me on Facebook. I am Ty Harris. Um, on Instagram, I am Locks of Love, all lowercase letter, Locks of Love, zero, zero. And on um, TikTok, I'm Locks of Love, nine, one. That's right. Y'all heard it. Locks of Love, L-O-C-S-O-F-L-O-V-E, zero, zero on Instagram, Ty Harris on Facebook, and Locks of Love, nine, one on tiktok so make sure y'all stay connected with this beautiful soul ty thank you so much for gracing us tonight with this energy with this vibe i wish you and speak so much success and abundance on your life you are going to go so far and i cannot wait to see you in 10 years when we sipping on those drinks over in another country somewhere you understand me that's right (laughs) that's right girl thank you so much for having me on here 
this has been definitely a highlight for me, being able to listen to myself speak about what I love to do. So thank you once again, beautiful, for having me on here with you. And I'm looking forward to that vacation, girl. Before them 10 years, though, we need to go yes. hit this valley somewhere. Yes, that's we do listen. <laughs> my next flight, I'm working towards Paris and London, honey. That's that's my yes. next stops, next stop. So we got to get something going. So y'all, thank y'all so much for listening in tonight. I'm Rosetta Greer. I'm your host and multipreneur of Seven Rims of Ascension podcast. This is season two, covering the journey of entrepreneurship of amazing, beautiful souls, just like Miss Ty, that we are able to talk to tonight. And we had such a great conversation. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned. Make sure you're following the pages. Make sure you're following me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Rosetta Empowers and also Crowning Your Essence. Check me out at the website, www.crowningyouressence.com. And in the meantime, beautiful souls, I'll see y'all next time. Talk to you sooner. And y'all have a beautiful week, beautiful weekend, and enjoy your life. Peace be upon you.